Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the 1099 for the week of August 15th, 2016. I am your host, as always, Josiah Renauden, and today we have another game-centric episode. I think the last time I did this, it was Uncharted 4 and Overwatch, but when a game like No Man's Sky comes out, it kind of calls for a podcast like this. And not only does it call for a podcast, it calls for two returning guests. I think both of you guys, this is your third times here. So uh, first, we have Game Ranks video extraordinaire and lover of everything in space, Jake Baldino. Jake, how are you doing today? <laughs> hey, I actually don't like space at all. That's not true. You like Star Wars. It's Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't like actual real science space, though, because it's cold and scary. <laughs> so no science space. You like fake space. Also, I failed astronomy. That was a really hard class. Wait, stop. You are like the the, the Star Wars guru and you failed astronomy? I'm, I am the anti-space, yes. <laughs> God damn. All right, I'll change your title and post. Don't worry about it. Also, we have noted YouTuber and video game enthusiast Tommy Toehold. Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I love space. Yeah, uh, But I'm not sure switched... I love this game. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling all three of us are kind of in... I think we've, of course, had different experiences because this game encourages that. But I think we're all lukewarm, maybe we can say about this. I, let's, I, I think it's good to establish this. Uh, Jake, I personally came into this game, No Man's Sky, Hello Game, uh-huh. big game, PS4, has all the expectations in the world. I came into it with very few expectations. Um, yeah. Because you know, you look at the size of the team, you you hear all the hype surrounding it, and a lot of it was created by the developer, of course, but then a lot of it was kind of upped by a lack of information i think yeah a lot of information that was kind of hazy there are times where it's like you might be able to run into someone there's kind of multiplayer like all the planets are totally different a lot of these things aren't the case and people ran with that to a point where if they delay it they're talking about death threats and bullshit like that so for you what were your expectations when you first booted up no man's sky oh you know i don't I don't know exactly what they were. I was just hoping that it would be good. I think I think what I did have though, uh, I didn't expect it to be so much of a I don't want to say a walking simulator. Oh uh, maybe, shit. Maybe more of like a relaxing meditative simulator. Yeah. Uh, I also didn't think it was going to be just completely 100% a grind fest either. <sighs> and uh, so my expectations going in, I was expecting it more on the fun side, uh, like you know. <laughs> Zapping. I was expecting zapping ships and like shooting aliens, which you do a little bit, but it's like not very good, and it's not the main crux of the game. I love the. I was expecting it to be more on the fun side. That is like the worst <laughs> back of the box quote I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> let me just let me just say though. Uh, I guess like if if you want to know my actual, I, I I would just say if I could give it one sentence, I'd say it's the most boring game I've ever played. That I for some reason I can't stop thinking about. I like I'm at work all day and then I'm like I'm going to go home and play this game that I don't totally like. That's you know? the thing cuz I would like bitch at people and with people about the game and say like oh this is wrong with it and this is wrong with it as I'm playing Overwatch but then I wake up and I'm like but what if that next planet is the one that clicks or what if that next area is the spot where I find this amazing discovery and everything just kind of blows up for me. Tommy, how long did it take before you reached a planet and had that holy shit, this is really cool moment, because you have that starter planet, which everyone's kind of different, where you're fixing up your ship, and then you're kind of given the, go see what's out there. Like, did you have a moment where you landed somewhere, and you were like, wow, this is really something else? I did not. Um, I never had that, oh my god, moment, simply because, (laughs) to me, every one of these planets feels the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, They, don't get me wrong, they're certainly diverse in their 
their their look uh, and and the environment. Uh, you know, it has more. Some have more flora. Some have more animals. Uh, the color is different in each planet. But by and large, they just feel like these giant, empty, cold places that have nothing to offer but resources. Yeah. Um, I am a dirty casual gamer, so I love survival games. I like I, dirty casual. Uh, like you're a dirty casual. <laughs> like am, you don't really shave yeah. very often. Like kind of gets like a new version of those shirts. going on. Yeah. I yes exactly I, I I would honestly be afraid to admit how many hours I put into Minecraft uh, and other survival games uh, Seven Days to Die Don't Starve I have played a million of these games through thoroughly uh, so you know going into this I was like okay another survival game cool you know I'm excited uh, I kind of lost a little bit of the excitement when I saw that the download was only three gigabytes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of made me like, oh, that's interesting, because this game is supposed to be like enormous, which it is. And I will say, from a technical standpoint, I was in awe, uh, because you know there's really no load times other than when you're warping from one, uh, you know, area to another. Yeah. But um, yeah, the planets themselves didn't really feel like they they left much to offer, and and from a survival game standpoint, it, it, it's honestly too easy. Uh, minus annoying things like, oh, my inventory has like no space, uh, which that's not a fun part of survival. You know, I, I, I feel like when you look at the games that got survival right, uh, mainly like Minecraft is one of them, uh, there is a lot of room for things in your inventory. And that's one of the things I really don't like about this game is I'm constantly <laughs> managing my inventory. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. Um, and Especially the resources no are also readily available. Yeah, there's no challenge. It's just, uh, you know, it's just more of a keep you busy type of thing. Like, oh, got to put some more, uh, you know, carbon into my suit. Okay, done, because carbon's everywhere. No problem now. Right. It's just like a way to distract you temporarily. Yeah, and this kind of gets right to the crux of my issue with the game, because it's not a complex and difficult enough survival game to really keep your interest in that way, but there are just enough frustrating survival elements to destroy any cathartic or meditative nature that people are talking about when people say like, oh, I just got to this planet and got lost. I'm like, how did you get lost? Because what I did is I landed on the planet, I had a cool moment of like, oh, this the greens on this is really cool. Look at that awesome uh, dinosaur looking thing with two giant legs and what looks like an asshole on its face instead of its mouth. And there's like this strange <laughs> like dick ears. Everything looks phallic to me. That might be a personal problem, but in the game, that's what I kept running into. And I would start walking and see some cool resources. So collect some resources, cool. And then I'm like, oh shit, I need to uh, put something into my suit. I don't have enough carbon. I need to throw away this one cool resource I found, go get some carbon, use that. Now I have carbon taking up that slot, and it was just me juggling inventory slots and being concerned with just more of a nagging sense of survival. And that left me just being like, well, okay, there's. I want to go out and collect all this stuff, but I can't. And my main, main, main issue so far with the game is very much what you mentioned, Tommy, where uh, all these – there's definitely a diversity to the planets, a diversity to – there's some where I landed and uh, security is on extremely high and there's like these dog-looking robots that will immediately attack me. But there's also these glowing orbs. Each one – I forgot exactly what the resource is called, but each one's worth like 30,000 credits. So every time you touch one, you the security immediately goes off and they chase you. But there's like – dozens on this place so it's just a giant oh, gold mine yeah and, i encountered that and it's a really cool type of planet because you're running from place to place and the combat's not very good so i'm kind of avoiding combat and then 
Again, the problem is I'm being attacked and suddenly my inventory is full and I have to manage inventory as I'm getting shot in the dick. But like the issue for me has always been I land on a planet and all of these, the question marks, like the areas of interest in the planet that you can find by scanning, they're all just so similar. It's like, okay, here's this one space station or base type of area with uh, a dude inside of it who's like, I'm really upset at you. And you're yeah. like, it's okay. And he's like, oh, he punched you in the head because he tried to comfort him because he's a warrior. I'm like, okay. Or you go over this other one that like you learned one word in this language and the word is like love. I'm like, okay, well, I'm never going to use that in this game. And then you go to another area and it's like a drop pod where you can upgrade your inventory, which really in the end is only by one slot, not very much. So even when I got excited to land on a new planet, just like, all right, what's here? The loop is so similar. Like, even if the planets look different, the loop is so identical from place to place that you don't really have this sense of exploration because you already know what's out there. Jake, how long did it usually take for you after you land on a planet to just bail on it and say, let's go to the next one? Did you find any planets that were just so interesting to you that you stayed on them for two, three, four hours? Nothing kept me. uh, I don't think I've stayed on any planet for hours. Uh, But I think what I have encountered... I, I really like some situations where I land on a planet and it's like, okay, this is the hottest planet in the world and you're yeah. on fire, <laughs> but, but there's like copper everywhere. So I'm like, oh shit. So I go, I get, I hop out of my ship. I get as much copper as I can before I, you know, die. Mm. And then I run back onto my ship and fly away and sell it. Uh, I, I like little things like that. Um, I also encountered a cool uh, water based planet. And then I had the thing that lets you breathe underwater so oh, I was just kind of doing my thing. I felt a little variety there, but at at the end, it's exactly what you said. The question marks that you had to most mm. of the time, they're pretty much the same. The actual any unique aspects I really encountered or when I tried to actually follow along the vague single player stuff. That's when I saw new and exciting things. But even that was just like, you know, little variations here and there. That's the weird part is the game is sometimes at its best when you are in like peril when you are in extreme danger because the game so rarely pushes you into those situations i had a similar kind of scenario where i landed on a planet that had these giant towers of gold that i could mine like a lot of fucking gold i think i got six hundred thousand credits after doing this and it was extremely toxic so after being and there's like these basically just acid rain pouring down um, and also, again, these giant dinosaur-looking things with dicks on their faces that got really angry every time I would mine gold. And I, which can I just say, like sitting, especially when you see a big pile of something you need, and you're just sitting there zapping away at it for hours, it feels like it's so boring. Like it almost feels like in Minecraft when you start out and you have nothing and you have to like punch a tree for a minute. It feels like that spread <laughs> yeah. out over over like five or ten minutes. Here's the one thing. That I would disagree with. I think it feels really good to mine stuff in this game, though. Like, the laser and the shake you get on the actual item that you're, like, trying to mine. There's something satisfying about that, even though in the back of your head you're like, well, this is all I have room for because I have six inventory slots. But, like, there is something satisfying about, about that. But I agree that, like, the actual process of it after a long period of time really loses its luster. Yeah. Uh, mining gold never loses luster because you're just like, I'm going to get paid every time yeah. you're doing it. But the cool part about this this planet was I was getting rained on by acid as this giant dinosaur was attacking me, and I'm trying to mine gold, and then suddenly, as I'm mining gold, one of those, like, sentries comes over, and I'm being attacked on, like, seven sides and trying to go through, and, like, I died once, and it was cool to die because it felt like, okay, that was actually, like, an action-packed thing. 
I'm gonna go collect all my resources. I think it just I felt like that. relief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet death is finally coming. Oh my god! <laughs> like that was a cool planet, and I really, really enjoyed that. Tommy, did you have any any single planet you had where you're like, all right, here's my cool story? Because I think this game thrives on unique, interesting individual stories that people can tell. So did you have anything like that? Uh, I would say the only moment that I was like, oh, this is fun. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There, I mean, there are fun aspects of the game, but <laughs> uh, uh, the, one of those, like, oh, that was a cool little moment. Uh, I was attacked by some sort of space pirate uh, while uh, when I just arrived at a system. Mm. Um, that was fun. Uh, and I had a little bit of a dogfight in the air or in space, I should say. Uh, I thought that was cool. I enjoyed that. But my experiences on the planets were almost identical in every single planet. And yeah. and I know they're all varied and different, of course, but they're really not. Like, they don't feel like it. Like, you know, I could discover a new species and I'm like, oh, OK, so it's it's like it kind of looks like a tiger with an armadillo back. And it's got like they all have oh, the that same kind sick. of features. I don't know. I think that might make me like where this game. it's just like, <laughs> well, I was probably uh, overselling that animal, but you know what I mean? It just, the discoveries don't really feel important. And the other thing is because there's what 15 quintillion million bajillion planets generated or whatever, you know, when I discover something, I don't even really care to name it because oh, the chances saying. of somebody ever coming by and seeing it are probably pretty slim. So uh, I don't know. I just, some of the aspects that this game was selling on, I, I didn't really find that like awe-inspiring. Like the plant, like I, the game looks beautiful, absolutely beautiful. It's insane that you can go on these planets and and just you know they're massive. You can walk anywhere and that you can name all these things and that everybody's connected through this you know database. But at the same time, it just it didn't really feel good like i didn't like oh my god i discovered a planet of course i discovered a planet yeah. every time i go to a planet i've discovered a planet like there, there was never a planet i went to that wasn't you know that somebody else had already played through or discovered where i was like oh wow a player had already been here like yeah you know they've already named the animals i wonder what they called them um so that. that kind of it, it, it's very much you feel alone um and i don't know and and to your mining point earlier i agree with you that the mining feels good I think it feels too good, though, because there was never a point that I felt the urgency to upgrade my mining tools simply because it felt so easy to mine nearly any resource. Yeah. Um, you know, like when in Minecraft, to go back to another crafting game that I feel like is better, uh, <laughs> when, you know, when there are objects that are, you know, you get deeper into the ground, there are minerals, resources that are very hard to dig up, and it encourages you to create better equipment. I didn't really get that sense uh, from from the game. I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys ran into some materials I didn't run into, but uh, I felt like I ran into quite a bit of stuff and never had really any issues mining it. No, I, I'm in the same boat. The actual mining part has never been difficult. And the thing is, if there were varied minerals around where, like, let's say, if you could you know, only get to certain spots and get certain minerals by having a stronger tool... That would probably end up being a bad thing because the inventory is so small that you couldn't fit that many diverse materials. So, like, you would have to upgrade the that's inventory true. massively. Like, uh, but that's a good idea. It would work better. It would give you more of a desire to explore because there's those, these caves in the game where you walk over and there's these kind of these big, you know, openings into the earth and you walk in and there's usually a lot of minerals in there. But it's always just 
carbon and uh, zinc and iron and all these things you already fucking have. And every once in a while you'll find that deposit of gold. But is it worth getting that far away from your ship? Because it, I relied on that ship heavily. And you mentioned the um, the space combat dogfighting. And there are definitely cool moments with that. But when there are three or four people chasing you, you're pretty much fucked. Because yeah, unless the you mechanics, have mechanics, there's not enough there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Unless you have a ship that's really upgraded, and I don't. Currently, I'm just using the pre-order ship. I have not really found any random ships lying around that I can, you know, try to fix and stuff like that. But if I'm up against four ships, which has happened often to me, I almost just give up because you are about as strong as the other ships. Which in most video games, you expect, you know, you're this hero character where uh, the other ships go down much easier. And I understand this game. There's this sense of you're just kind of this small, small speck of sand in this giant location, and you're nothing special. And that kind of maybe that's what they're going for with the ship combat. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I had the issue of I would spend like three different sweeps taking out one of the four ships, and then as they're shooting me to death, I'm going through the clunky inventory to be like, God damn, I gotta fix my shields. And then my shields will be fixed for three seconds because the shields immediately go down when you're getting attacked by three ships. And then I have to just spawn back at the space station. Right. And fly over. So the dogfight has a mo- – if it's one-on-one, it's cool. If it's four-on-one, it's bullshit. And that was yeah. like a frustrating thing. It's it's weird because that's the stuff that I came to the game for. Uh, you know, flying in space, docking on ships, you know, discovering weird meteors and asteroids, asteroids and stuff. And uh, that's definitely not the game's priority at, at all. You could tell like from – even when you're flying surface level near a planet or if you're flying, you know – out in space mechanically there's not a lot going on there like i and i hate to compare it to something like elite dangerous but if you do compare the two games elite dangerous is going one way no man's sky is going another way almost to the point where like normal space stuff that you would expect don't matter the game's trying to do something a little different i think it's the whole uh that tommy brought up the whole loneliness aspect which that for me works i think the moment to moment gameplay loop doesn't but just the big the big picture thing I'm into. I'm very into. Yeah. Uh, I think the difficulty thing comes back here again, where just traveling from planet to planet is just like two buttons pretty much. Like you hold like L1 and R1 and it just like starts warping. Like there's almost – you almost wish there was more danger. And I, I get the occasional dogfight. But it, again, that like everything else that starts becoming this kind of grinding loop of – Travel, travel, travel. If if it's like a two minute travel, you expect like okay, I'm probably to get invaded once, and then if it's more than two people, I'm gonna die or I'm gonna try to run away. <laughs> like space, it's not fun to fly around in space. What is cool is when you go to a planet, you see it on the outside, you're like oh that looks like a really cool planet, and you hit that atmosphere, and suddenly the entire planet kind of starts to come into view, and you start seeing like oh man, there's there's purples and reds and water and like I'm seeing again a, a giant creature over there that I haven't seen before and I'm excited to scan all that and that moment feels really good just to land on a planet for the first time and see everything but then once again that tedium sets in almost immediately where I got on a planet and I'm like all right that was my very small dopamine trip and now I'm gonna walk around <laughs> time to get to work. <laughs> yeah and be like time to go get some carbon I guess like what else do I do here and I I do, again, understand, like, it doesn't have to be a game where there's all these stimuli all over the place where you're like, okay, you need this objective and that objective and doing all this. I do understand that there is this value, and I've talked to people. I have a friend uh, who's playing this game who's just loving it, who could spend time on a planet and just walk around and enjoy it. But for me, I'm just not, I'm not 
getting it yet. I um I consider myself a pretty goal-oriented person in games like this. Like I've struggled to play Minecraft in the past because I just get like antsy for objectives and antsy for something like that. Um, I, I there's a lot more to do in those games, but I've always struggled with that. So have I? Either of you been able to like enjoy scanning and staring at new flowers and animals or anything like that? Like, is do you think this game would be better if there were more like story or narrative hooks or objectives to keep you going from planet to planet? I I think I would just in terms of a framework. I'd rather have a more traditional style game with like a narrative and stuff than a survival game in this type of thing. That's just me, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the the story it gave you, or the, you know how it says, oh, you can follow this path or, or not follow this path. Yeah. I, I immediately was like, I'm not following your path. Like, I don't really care. But at the same time, as I, as I was playing, I was like, maybe I should have followed that path because uh, there's really nothing to do here. I, I just felt so... I don't want to say bored because I obviously I kept playing it. Maybe it was just because we were doing the podcast and I knew I had to put hours in, but <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, you know, I think it needed, it needs more depth in the, and again, I hate going back to Minecraft, but like with Minecraft, yeah, there's no central, you know, purpose, but there's all this hidden depth that, you know, if you either look it up or if you somehow discover it, there's a lot to do. There is an end game. And I know there's yeah. an end game to this as well, but it just, there's nothing to keep me interested enough to want to even know what that end game really is. Uh, you know, reaching the center of the universe uh, because the gameplay itself doesn't really fascinate me uh, more from a technical level. It does. Like I said, looking at it, I'm like, wow, I can't believe they were able to do this. But otherwise, you know, when I'm playing it, I'm not like, oh, my God, this is so fun scanning things. Um, <laughs> I haven't had this much fun scanning since Metroid. Yeah, like, really. And Metroid is way better. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, I found myself when I did name things, it was only for tactical purposes. So I would remember which animals were jerks. So I would name something like Jerkosaurus. Yeah. So I good. knew like, oh, yeah, when I come by that, it's going to uh, it's going to attack me. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't find any joy in it simply because, like I said earlier, there's so many planets. I, I feel like no one's ever going to see anything I've ever done. So what what would be the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm just naming it for myself. Like I'm not naming it for other players. I, I named planets because I felt like the game wanted me to. Like that was the only it gives you money. At least. Yeah, it gives you like credits and stuff like that. But I mean, I was you also like. Received. Yeah, I was like boring with mine, where it's like this is Joeville, this is Jotopia. This is Joe City, which is my favorite place. It was my favorite planet. Uh, but then there's just like I did stuff like the same with you where the poison planet, I called it, oh, shit, this is poisonous. Like that's the name of the planet because yeah. that was like my marker for it. Um, and you mentioned that kind of choice at the start where you're like follow the path or not follow the path. And I don't know if my game was busted. I didn't have that option. Like I never found that like red thing that people keep talking about where like this is what decide oh, if you want did, the game to be did like you download the patch when you started or I, did you start I thought so. I didn't start the game early. Like I didn't get the game early. I got it on day one, so I assumed to download yeah. the patch, but it didn't give me that choice. But it event I mean I'm still getting the objective markers, so it must have fixed oh, okay. itself. But I think I would be the same as you, Tommy, where I'd initially be like, no, I don't want to follow a path because as this game was built, it's best as this I'm exploring at my own pace. I'm 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 seeing new things. I'm taking the time on the planets. I want to take my time. But as you 
it within a few hours, you're like, okay, I'm I'm done with the exploring thing. Let's let's go. Let's get something interesting going. And that's the weirdest thing about. Well, there's multiple weird things about this game, but you look at this game with 18 quintillion planets and all of this promise and procedurally generated and everything's different. And I feel like if you play it between five and ten hours, you already get the sense that you've seen everything you need to see, and that's sad. Like that's a bummer that within you know one Call of Duty campaign. You're like, and I've seen it. And yeah. that's how I measure time now. But like it's like and I've seen everything <laughs> I really need to see because after that it's it's you fall into this loop. And the aesthetic is maybe my favorite part. Uh that's the, what's really keeping me going planet to planet because each music and visuals are really good. It's the best part in this game because you get this um the best way I would describe it is like if you walk into a dollar store, and I promise it's gonna end up being positive. If you walk into like a dollar <laughs> tree or a dollar store and there's like those really uh, cheap novels that are written by authors who are like quote unquote authors and Hell like yeah. science fiction ones that have like these crazy covers that look like you know there's purples and oranges and it's like mysteries from space number seven and uh, it looks like they hired some like artist who's been smoking way too much weed and it's like no dog this is what space looks like that's what every planet <laughs> looks like to me and I mean that in the most positive way cause yeah. this amazing not cartoonish, but like art- artistic representation of it. And every planet, you have that moment of, oh, this one has all these different sort of like hues coming at me. And that is cool. But it's not enough for me to want to stay on it. It's just enough for me to want to like visit it and then move on. And Once I finally got past like that, I'm not happy with like the core loop uh, and that I was like, okay, it's pretty and I like, you know, walking around it and actually uh danny o'dwyer uh from gamespot came out with a video today uh, uh on like the point mm. and uh he described it as more of a game like like a relaxing type of game like the game that you play that you don't really want to think about too much you come home from work you just pop it on you dick around on a planet you know like how that was like skyrim for some people just yeah. walking into a forest or fallout or something like that while those games have like way better mechanics i i, I think for me that is uh that's gonna be where no man's sky is pretty good because like last night i got into that i i had a long day friday is like our long production day uh reading a bunch of comments comments always put me in a bad mood <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking about I, friday show is a big hit it's i mean all, all the comments are great but then i read one and then i'm like fuck this where's my i i you know so i was kicking back i had some, uh i had some little uh fruity drinks with like the little the little treat uh the little umbrellas in them uh, you know, that got a little buzz. Exactly on. the sort of alcoholic drink that I would expect Jake Baldino to. Hell yeah! I uh, got a little buzz on, fired up No Man's Sky on PC, and then all of a sudden I looked on the clock. I was like, oh fuck, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, and I was like, all right, uh, I'll give it credit. I mean, it sucked me in for a while. As much as I knew I was doing repetitive, boring shit, it was just kind of like I was just chilling out, checking out planets, and like you said from earlier, uh, that liftoff and that landing and and getting out. That first time, every single time, doesn't really get old. That part is really cool. I think it's best in small chunks. I think if you try to marathon this game, the grinding nature of it, the loop really wears on you, where you're just like, oh, I'm doing this again. And like you, when you like, you have like a long day, get some fruity drinks, you know, get some umbrellas in your drinks, and you just kind of take a breather and sit down. I use the game as a podcast game, where if I have this backlog of podcasts that I want to listen yeah. to, I, I put on a podcast, I, uh, I like Bushido Talk or something like that, and I oh, go <laughs> I go and I 
just kind of explore a planet for a bit, get some resources, go to a second planet, go back to the space station, sell it. There's like an hour I finished like a shorter podcast or um, I am not someone who smokes a lot of weed, but if you were to smoke a lot of weed, I bet this I game would gonna be say. amazing. Like yeah. I bet it would be so cool where you're like actually enjoying the loop, which really it says a lot where I'm like, you have to get high to enjoy what the game <laughs> plays like. Uh, that's a back of the box quote right there but uh <laughs> tommy you mentioned you were kind of putting a lot into it because you were expecting this podcast coming up and you wanted to kind of have this you know full view of the game but did you get a chance to kind of play a few small chunks and did that maybe help you enjoy what the game was offering a little bit more the first time i played it i only got to play for about an hour and a half and that was certainly the mo- the best experience i had <laughs> uh was that that 90 minutes of like just getting into it and like oh wow the possibilities uh but after a while that that hopeful feeling sort of uh, started to fade away um it, again it's one of those things that i guess it's just it feels like there's a lot here but none of it is compelling uh, in a way that keeps my interest so like you know we you guys talked about podcasts like you i mean we've talked about that before uh, uh last time we spoke oh, uh, yeah. podcast games i love podcast games uh, i'll sit there and play metal gear solid 5 for three hours listening to podcasts while you know, snapping random people's necks uh, or walking around in uh, Fallout. And, you know, but the thing about that is Fallout's a great example. Decent sized map, but not, you know, huge. Certainly not the scope of this game. But there are all these things that happen in that. Like, I might be walking around just to walk around and then run into a child that's been stuck in a refrigerator for 200 years. That's fun. Like, I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. But with this... When I'm walking around the planets, and I did walk a lot. Actually, I knew I was walking too much or more than the game intended when I kept reaching milestones. Oh, me too. Where I was like, I think I shouldn't be this high a rank on walking yet. Like, this is probably too much walking. Uh, There was one time I actually did because I wanted to see what it would be like. Uh, There was a station with uh, intelligent life in it that was 23 minutes away. And I had my ship there, and it was like, you know what? I'm going to take the scenic route. I'm going to walk. For 23 minutes to get to this thing. Oh my god. In that 23 minutes, nothing happened. Nothing happened besides, oh look, there's some resources. Let me grab those real quick. Um, so like that, it, it felt like the first time I played Skyrim and you hadn't unlocked any of the cities yet and you had to walk to the cities to unlock them so you could fast travel. That's what the moving around in this game feels like. It, it, it's tedious for me. But um, at least it certainly with Skyrim, is beautiful. There's stuff, but at least with Skyrim, there's stuff to like, you know, like div- divert you, or you'll stumble across something along the way. I had the same situation as you, where I needed Heridium, and it gave me on the map. It was like Heridium's over here, but it's 15 minutes away, and it's a walk, and you need to walk. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, I can, I, I can confidently say that I can walk all the way there with the stick pushed forward, and nothing will kill me. Boring, you know? Yeah. It's so bizarre. And Tommy, I had the exact same experience as you where I had about an hour and a half to play it right before work. I woke up early because I, I, I really wanted to see what it was like and I needed to go to the office that day. So I, I played for about you know 90 minutes and had this moment of, oh my god, this this feels good. It's fun to collect things. Like there's all these, I bet there's all these different types of minerals and the possibilities are endless, right? And uh, I remember going to work and all I could think about was that game. All I could think about was I, I just want to get back there and see what it's like. And it, you know, it Another two play sessions, and almost all of that had evaporated, where I'm like, oh, well, all these minerals are the same, and I don't have enough room for any of them, and this planet looks like that planet, and that planet looks like this planet, and these different areas are the same. So, like, that's where I just came to this point of, 
uh, I, I do think smaller chunks works. And I was listening to a video gamer talk about the game, and they had kind of compared Fallout to this, which they're very different, but there are these kind of... There's certain similarities where you can connect them. And what uh, Jim from Video Gamer was mentioning was there's something special about turning over a certain stone and finding this specific item or this specific message that the developer put in there for you. Like you discovered an Easter egg that they put there for you or some clue to a new mission. And that's more special than this procedurally generated, here's the, oh, you've suddenly found this random piece of gold that the game generated for you and that's it. Like there's a, just this difference there. And uh, I thought in my, when I came into this, I thought it's going to be way cooler when the game makes something insane for me to find, like this cave with all these animals, and there's this like cool-looking pond with these other creatures, and underneath that pond there's going to be treasure. But there's nothing really like that. And again, that's what makes those 23-minute walks from place to place not feel exciting, because the most you're going to see is a rare mineral you probably don't have room for that's going to be along the way, instead of I suddenly found this quest where this person is stuck in a fridge or this person needs help doing this or that or something to that nature because the the NPCs are so few and far between and all they pretty much do is have these very bizarre strings of dialogue um, and the random there's okay there's random puzzle areas where you get into this building and it's like oh this this thing is talking to you and it gives you these three number patterns what yeah the they're next SAT one? questions and the five that I've seen have been right. the exact same fucking yeah, SAT exactly. question. Where everyone's like, oh, the, the numbers are the one, two, three, four. Yeah. The next one is two, three, four, one. What's the next one? It's like, yeah, it's pretty fucking easy if you're not a moron to understand what this is. And everyone's been that. When I first saw that puzzle, I was like, oh, I that's encountered cool. a few. There's some that are like reading comprehension, too. Like, it's like, oh, it makes a noise. And then it, it, it shakes, it spins around. So what do you do? Do you spin it or do you shake it? Like stuff like that. See, it's like, I didn't even get that much diversity in that. And that's a bummer because at the start I'm like, are these all just math problems that I probably didn't do that great on the SATs? Because I'm a little bit better at these now. But like that was my first sign of, oh, cool, something else to do. And when you're playing a game and you get excited because, holy shit, I can't believe there's something else to do, it's not a good sign. <laughs> like it's not a positive sign for your game when I'm like, no. math problems? Fuck yeah, let's play Math Blaster. And we should probably that was when math. I found uh, the first uh, <laughs> my first alien. When I found my first alien, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, now things are really getting heated. And uh, then you learn that they don't really move around. There is one alien standing in a spot. You'll only ever see like one or two at a time. They're not moving. Uh, the rest of them, like you can go in the hangar of a space station and click on a ship and then you see them. So they're not actually, they feel like they don't really exist in the world, which is, you know, kind of a letdown. But I think it's going for the whole lonely thing. Uh, but on the flip side, I, I think they look really cool. I think all the creature designs are pretty awesome for like the, like the Corvax, the Viking, the, the Gex or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, Gex, I think they're yeah. Like that one character from that PC game, the Green Lizard with the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I do think they they, they do look cool, um, and I agree. Like they don't really feel like they're there. It's almost like you're talking to alien holograms, which does contribute yeah. to the lonely thing. But everything else about that game makes you feel lonely. Like give give me a little, give me something, give me a little bit of non-lonely in your lonely game. Like you don't. I still need to... would like like a like a Coruscant or something yeah. to like, land on once in a while. Oh, that would, like I want one cool planet where there's like here's a small village of aliens, each have their own like trading system or something like that, instead of just like here's one building with one really sad dude who's been here for years and just doesn't know where to go. 
Yeah, every single. Okay, have you ever seen Mission to Mars? Like, I would. No, I haven't. No. Because every every single okay, no. the, the whole big thing of that movie was like Don Cheadle uh, was the only surviving crew member on a mission to Mars, so he just lived in like the the UAV like camp that you know like is is landed on the planet. He like lived there for like ten years, and that's basically what every alien you encounter <laughs> in the game. They're basically Don Cheadle stranded on Mars, waiting for Gary Sinise to come and rescue. <laughs> Uh, you just made this <laughs> oh, game better amazing. for me. Uh, oh, yeah, that's so incredible. Like, I don't know. I'm. And then even after all of this talk, I, I definitely want to go back and play more because there's always this weird sense of I'm missing something. Like I feel like there's this missing element here, no pun intended, that like I, I it will suddenly click for me. And the the deeper I get, the more I'm thinking the missing element is the good part of the game. Uh, but fired. like, I I just don't know. I <laughs> like Tommy. How is there anything specific in a future update or just design wise that you could look at this and be like, I wish this game just had blank? Or do you think there are so many fundamental missing pieces and parts that you would just need an entirely different game to enjoy what No Man's Sky is offering? Well, see, that's that's one of the things I I'm about this game that I do think I will come back to it like a year from now um not to say that i won't just like completely stop playing it i might play it a little bit longer i guess i don't know uh but when a game is this new and it's this type of game i feel like there probably is depth there or maybe there is maybe i'm giving the developers too much credit i don't know but that we haven't yet discovered or that players haven't realized is there yet and then over time they'll be like oh my god you can go do this or whatever um of course the core gameplay should be bringing that out and it's certainly not but I do think that games like this, it reminds me of like a uh, a game on Steam that is, you know, hey, we're in our alpha. Yeah, I mean, it's early it's access. Not. Yeah, it's like early access. Like, hey, we're going to be adding a whole bunch of cool stuff. Just like, here's the the general idea, though. Um, you know, like that, uh, that's how I feel about this. So I, I hope as time goes on, but I don't know. I don't know what the developer's plans are. I don't know if they intend to add to it, change it, whatever. Obviously, they had that day one patch. Um, but, you know, if they do continue to add to it and listen to the audience and say, oh, okay, well, this, you know, we can change this. I don't know if they even could. I, I have no idea. They're adding uh, base building, which is same significant. And there are different things they're talking about they're going to add. So I, I do think it's going to be supported for, like, the long haul. Like, I think in a year, this will look like a very different game. Um, but I don't know how much you can add again to make it the game that people were expecting, which I'm not sure is entirely their fault, but there is this certain level of, I think you would almost have to make a No Man's Sky 2 to get this to the point where you'd want it. Jake, is there anything specific where they could add it and suddenly you're like, yeah, like if they doubled the inventory, would that make you enjoy this game a lot more or not particularly? <laughs> I think the inventory uh, is is one thing. I don't know. They have to change something about it because it's just a constant pain in the dick. Uh, <laughs> but I think for me, and it's so weird, I don't know why this is the first thing I think of, and it's not really a good answer, but uh, like a lock-on mechanism or something. Yeah. I don't know. When I'm shooting things on a planet, I want to be able to aim down to sights uh, or like, you know, snap, snap aim to an enemy. Uh, even uh, while you're flying around on your ship and trying to shoot other things. I don't know. I feel like that would make it yeah. a little more engaging. And other than that, I think, um, yeah, like what I said earlier, I, I would like to see more actual buildings 
you know, maybe a little more alien uh, establishments. I know like you're not you're supposed to be away from, you know, the main galaxy like you're, you're out there, you're discovering new things. But I would like to like encounter a planet that has a bunch of abandoned buildings or encounter a planet that, like we said, is like Coruscant or something. That would be good. That would be nice. I, I just wish there was some way for them to make again the, the travel. I want to just go out and explore a planet and find interesting things. And right now I feel like it's a waste of my time if I go out and explore a planet. If I'm not constantly getting in a ship, moving a bit, landing, getting in the ship, moving a bit, landing, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And that's a bummer. Like what I thought this game would be is you find a planet, you spend a couple hours and you see all this stuff and you realize like this is one of, you know, 1800 billion trillion out there that I could find and see new cool things. Instead, each one feels like just kind of a featureless thing that is just it's it, each one is window dressing to this fact that there's not a lot going on um and that is it's weird i i do think i'll come back to this game and overall i've, I've probably spent god i have no idea 15 hours maybe a few more i'm not sure how much i put in this game it's hard to tell but i i feel like i'm going to spend maybe double that uh for the remainder of the year and then next year i'll kind of go back when there's updates but I I almost feel like similar to the Destiny situation where like it got better over time, but I feel like you almost need a, a second shot at this to really get it right. And I think the foundation is really cool, and I think this game is important. And I, I know we've been shitting on the game the entire time, uh, most of the entire time, and I think that's fine because <laughs> how we feel. But there is this cool thing of, holy shit, the people who made Joe Danger went out and created this... I'm not, not going to use revolution, but everyone's talking about this indie thing that is $60, so maybe in the end oh, hell yeah. it's sort of triple A E. Like, there's this really cool, this could start something with procedural generation and space games, and it could start this kind of new wave in a certain way. Not nearly as big as what Minecraft did, because people liked Minecraft a lot more, but there's something <laughs> here that feels important. And I couldn't be happier for the developers. Uh, I'm also terrified for the next few weeks of what people are going to say about this game, because... I thought, you know, I always do like a Metacritic game on Twitter where I'm like, what do you guys think this game will fall at? And if I would have guessed, I would have said like 82. This is closer to like 68 right now, which is for the hype around this game. That's what you would call a failure. A sales. I hope it hits 69. Uh, I hope it's hit 69 stays like no matter what. They just leave it and they're like, <laughs> lock it. Perfect. Everyone just going nice when they see it. But like this game is going to sell insane numbers. Like it's going to be crazy it got on conan everyone was talking about it. every one of my friends list is playing no man's sky and everyone on my twitter account has bought no man's sky and that's crazy i, I would really i really hope like because like you said the foundation is there and there's a lot of potential and it's exciting i love for games to pull an assassin's creed 2 and oh, yeah. i think no man's sky is definitely poised to do that because obviously it's selling like gangbusters and uh, you know, they're going to have more money. They're going to have a couple more team members. You know, they can really amp it up for the next one and just kind of add more of what people really wanted in the first place, you know? I mean, maybe it'll be a one-off game, but who knows? I, I really would like to see it become, you know, the Assassin's Creed to the Assassin's Creed 2, which just blew it out of the water. Or maybe I'm hoping Watch Dogs does the same thing. You know, I, I think No Man's Sky could, could get there, and I think that makes me really excited. The Assassin's Creed comparison is one of the best I've heard because the when that you first when you first see that trailer and those gameplay you know videos you're like oh my god 
this is this like kind of assassination sandbox in this crazy big environment in this kind of type of game that hasn't really been explored at that time. And once you get into Assassin's Creed, it's the first one's like, all right, go kill this dude, and you're gonna do it pretty much in the exact same way over and over and over. And that game felt like a strong idea on a decent foundation, but they kind of just copy and pasted over and yeah, over. Yeah, like they didn't have time to. They they spent so much time figuring that all out that they never had time to actually fill it out with the good stuff in the middle exactly and they nailed that with the second one and you know yeah you know you could say what you want about the rest of the assassin's creed series and then milking that but there is the opportunity here that this could be the same where there's this strong idea this great look this this environment that i mean there's been space games but not quite like this there's this hasn't really been explored and it really grabs people and sells a shit ton and then the next one works out but because it's such a small team uh and because this game took so long to develop like i don't know if they could quickly iterate on this and you know really give people the game they want after that but it is probably the it, they're entirely different games but that might be the best comparison i've heard of just this fantastic foundation and idea and i then just thoughts and look but there's kind of this copy and paste nature to what's actually inside of it uh tommy in in two years let's say it is now let's say 2018 how do you think people will look back on No Man's Sky? Because the hype cycle for this one was insane. Um, nothing, I can't really think of a lot of things that match up to it. In terms of a new IP that just comes along and just grabs people on, people's imagination, not a lot has been like it. Do you think we will look back on this as a failure? Do you think we'll look back at it as maybe we should have managed expectations? Like, What do you really think the, the, the messaging surrounding No Man's Sky will be like in two years? I think we'll look back and say that No Man's Sky needed more assassination missions. Oh, um, man. No, I'm just... kidding. <laughs> Kill those aliens who are no. just by themselves in those rooms because they're just sad. <laughs> just standing like, oh, there I... doing nothing, feeling horrible. Yeah. So... Uh, no, I, I think um, I think it depends on uh, how this game develops over the next year or so, honestly. But from a developer standpoint, I think it's a marvel, and I think that people will see it as that. Uh, it's an incredible thing that they were able to do uh, with, like, you know, I joked about it being three gigabytes, but the fact that there's a game this gigantic, I mean, you know, I can't download Call of Duty without it being 69 gigabytes. Like, what the yeah, what the fuck 69. is that? I get it. We have a theme of this Yeah, yeah back to that joke. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with with uh, with this, you know, I was like, oh, wow, three, 3.7 gigabytes. It's insane that they're able to pack all this in there. And I know it's procedurally generated, but... Um, I think people will look at it and say, wow, what a technical mar marvel. What can we do with this technology, this idea? Um, how can we build upon it? In terms of a game itself, uh, unless something changes drastically from now to two, two years from now, which I don't really see even being possible, I don't think people will look at it as, wow, like this is one of those games that you must have. Uh, you must have played if you're a gamer. Um, I think it will lead to other games mm. that will be those games uh, based on this this formula that they've come up with, this idea of, of how to procedurally generate. And, and you know, it, uh, that's the big buzz about it is what they were able to do. And, and it is certainly beautiful and it is a technical marvel. But as a game itself, it's just not fun. There's not anything fun to do. Um, yeah. if, if there were more fun, I, I, don't, I don't foresee... You know, we, we, you talked about Assassin's Creed, and um, you know we've talked about Call of Duty. Call of Duty is probably the best example here. So Call of Duty hits it big. Suddenly, everybody's doing Call of Duty, right? Yeah. 
I don't foresee, even though No Man's Sky is going to sell a bajillion copies, I don't foresee suddenly every AAA company saying, we need a No Man's Sky. We need everybody walking around. They don't do anything. They just grab some minerals. I and then agree. they talk to yeah. aliens. And then they move yeah. on. Nobody else is going to be doing that. Yeah. But somebody will take this formula and make something incredible with it. I hope there's not some big cigar chomping executive being like, we need one of them No Man's Skies. Like, I hope no that's Manskies. not. Yeah, No Manskies. Oh, that's a good name. But, like, I hope there's <laughs> not anything like that where they're just like, we need one of those. Keep making those. Like, cause I don't think that's really what's going to make this. I, I'm. This is one of the most bizarre games to have this large of a marketing push, though, right? Where, like, there's this level of marketing and this level of kind of uh, just people seeing it coming from Sony and being like, this is the biggest game, of, like one of the biggest games that's, of the year. That's the thing. It did hook a lot of, you know, casual players. I had people, it's one of those games where like every time a big game comes around, somebody that I knew from high school messages me on Facebook and goes like, hey, you play, uh, you play video games? How's, uh, <laughs> how's that new one? How's that No Man's Sky? You know, I get that a lot. And um it seems like so like you asked like how we're going to look back at this. I think us, people that pay attention, you know, the gamers that, you know, read IGN, read Kotaku, like they follow stuff, we're going to be like, yeah, No Man's Sky, that was sure a, a thing. Yeah. Uh but I think to a lot of people some like uh, I've seen a lot of casual people that are really really into this game and like I I get it to a point. I don't get it cuz you know, I I think it's a little it could be a little dull after you know, a couple hours. But it does seem like some people are really, really into it. Yeah. No. But I also think it's also a little bit of a case of people. Uh, it's a little bit of a case of people convincing themselves that they really like it, which I used to do when I was younger when I saved up all my money and bought a game. It's oh, the same I, thing with this. Like you're saving up your hype and using it on this game, and then it's not that great. But you're like, yeah, it's great. I love it. That was the story of the early PlayStation 3 where everyone spent like $600 and there was nothing really to play. But everyone's like, what are you talking about? Everyone yes. likes these uh, Heavenly Sword and that dragon <laughs> game with the six axes. Fuck you. It's way better than your Halos and Gears. Like, there was Perfect Dark that. Zero is sick, man. Oh, my God. I love my <laughs> Xbox 360. <laughs> I was doing so much weed whacking and haying to get a PlayStation 3. Again, this makes me sound way tougher than I am throwing around like hay bales and stuff like that. But like I remember – just getting on message boards and being like, fuck you, what are you talking about? Fat Princess is the shit. That's the greatest game out there. Like, just defending it like I worked for Sony, like I do now. But, like, it... There's... I do think there's some convincing yourself with this game, because I thought this would be very divisive and very polarizing in a way where I totally saw both sides. But especially after this conversation, how many hours I put in this game... It's kind of hard for me to see people are like, oh, it's meditative, bro. It's real cool and chill. And um, there's also stop this. Making, stop making fun of me. <laughs> I know. I, I know you say bro all the time. <laughs> there's like this mundane nature that people kind of get into, which I thought I'd be able to see that side. But again, because there's this other aspect of the poor inventory system and this, it's it's like a bad survival game paired with like the exploration where I don't get it. Like, I don't really get what people are going for. If there was more diversity in actually what you're doing on these unique planets, then I get it. Then I really do understand. But when you have this exact same boring loop on every new planet, it kind of kills any sort of, again, I don't have fun exploring. And I thought that was the point of this game. I thought the point was go out and discover your own universe. Go out and discover your own your own system of planets. And every time I get to a new planet, I'm 
within five minutes of the ooh new shiny planet i'm already over it like i'm already bored and like i this game is boring to me and i can't stop thinking about it because of the novelty of it because of how different it is from the things that are out there but i think the way i'm gonna look back on this is just something that i i i didn't have very much fun with something i kept going back to because i thought i was missing something but in the end the game was just missing the fun part and that is a huge bummer uh no man's sky is going to be one of the weirdest games of the year i feel like it's going to end up on some people's like top 10 list and i'm going to make fun of those people or just argue with them you know oh god (laughs) well you know here's the thing it's like you know you talked about oh maybe uh, we need to put more hours into it and maybe that's true i don't know but you know, how many hours realistically are people going to put into this game? Yeah. Is somebody going to put 90 hours into this game? Oh, 100 hours, 200... 500 hours. I did, without a doubt, there'd be those crazy people who are going to convince themselves they're having fun and they're going to play 500 hours. Right, right, of course. But like the general audience, like how many realistically hours do you see them putting into this before they go, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, well, I don't know if this is worth it. Um, whereas you can play a game that's not procedurally generated and has a very finite you know, like Fallout or, you know, I mentioned Metal Gear earlier. I know that's a divisive game as well. But, um, yeah, I'm there's a limited amount of things to do, but I could put a solid 60 hours into Fallout and keep experiencing new things, yeah. meeting new people. Okay, well, I can put 700 hours into No Man's Sky, but I'm getting the same thing for 700 hours because Meet it's just the same this, rocks. Yeah. yeah. Same aliens. <laughs> it's the, it's this lifeless, procedurally generated thing that has no feeling. It it just feels like a dead universe that I'm just observing. That's a good way to put it. You're just kind of observing this boring universe with not a lot going on. You know, maybe if we did, and this might be the greatest idea we've had so far, if we did just mix Assassin's Creed with No Man's Sky, and each time you're going to plan it, it's like, all right. You gotta go kill this alien inside this building, being lonely. You gotta, it, it, you know what? Better idea. It's Hitman, where you gotta go to this different contract and like, all right, there's this alien inside a building who has not moved in apparently like 17 years. He's just bored and he's grumpy over there. You gotta like get the moment where he's sleeping and then take the pillow and like smother him. Like that's the no man's sky I want because there are no <laughs> men who can live in my sky. Like that's what I want. And you just assess This really them. is no man's sky. <laughs> and then that's it's roll. amazing. As soon as the, your main character is the only words he says are just, this really is no man's sky credits roll. That's the game I want. Maybe I have I, lofty expectations. You know what? You, I know we're joking right now, but I, I will say this. If Disney got a hold of this technology and said, we're going to make a Boba Fett game, oh. and it's procedurally generated like this, and you just go from planet to planet, uh, you know, picking up people You're or gonna start making assassin, Jake way too I would excited. play the shit out of that. Jake's going to start <laughs> freaking out at this. I don't Yeah, that's kind of – what was that Boba Fett game or was it 13, Django 13. Fett? No, the, oh, um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. That's the one. George See, Fett, yeah. if you just made Star Wars Bounty Hunter and No Man's Sky, then I'm in. The problem, yeah. the main issue I think I have is I keep thinking of games I would rather have that use the, the No Man's Sky technology. I keep thinking of, oh, wouldn't this game be better if? Wouldn't this game be cooler if? Wouldn't I be having more fun if I wasn't playing No Man's Sky? Well, like this, I was like playing No Man's Sky, and I'm like, people really like this, but people complained about the Mako in the original Mass Effect just driving around aim- aimlessly. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. I-, I want the Mako back. That was awesome. 
compared to this. I mean, I I wish I could have as much fun as people were having with this game. Like I wish that it clicked for me, like it clicks with some people. Where I was listening to the Giant Beast cast and uh, Alex Navarro and Austin Walker had really good like arguments for why they're enjoying this and why there's something special yeah. and they're they're having these tweets with like look at this cool planet and I'm doing this here and I'm enjoying this. But every time I just come back to the fact where I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah, but the actual game you're playing isn't that much fun. And yeah, but the, you know, the different objectives, the different locations on this interesting planet are the same as every other one. And yeah, but you still can't fit any fucking things in your inventory. I still am getting this notification saying, (laughs) and I don't even think if I, if there was like a unlimited inventory cheat, I don't think that would fix it. Um, and I, I think I would still get bored. So, I, uh, No Man's Sky is such a weird game, and I knew we had to do this podcast because I actually thought I would be the most negative on this, and I feel like somehow I'm not, which is kind of great. I feel great not being the most negative for once about a video game. Um, but it's it's a game that is gonna get a lot of opinions, and I I guess I'm more just shocked that it is getting as many opinions like hours as it's getting and i would like in the future i would love to talk to someone who has played let's say 50 60 70 hours and is thoroughly enjoying the sort of mundane nature this this for them cathartic nature to it and i would love to understand why because as of right now where i stand on no man's sky is that it's it's a lot of interesting ideas that have grabbed my imagination but i kind of feel not cheated by the developer, but cheated by the promise, cheated by what it could be. I keep looking at this game and hoping it was something else and something more. And that's an insane thing to say about a game with 18 quintillion planets that are all diverse, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I, he, it's going to be, I think with No Man's Sky, it's going to be, because I came into this podcast thinking I'd be very like positive about it. Uh, but honestly, I think it's going to be the type of game where get me on a different day and I'll have a different opinion yeah. about it. I am actually the exact same way. Where like some the with sometimes I go back and forth with an hour. This is the most love hate game I've had, but the love is slowly becoming. This is the most eh hate game I've played. Like it's it's. Ask me when I'm drunk or high. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? We'll do a second podcast where we're just like completely fucked up on everything. We're like, dude, <laughs> did you see this dick dinosaur that was purple and it came at me and it kind of looked like Barney, but it was real phallic. <laughs> And, and pass me another one of those brownies, dog. We gotta, we gotta go back into the no man's sky. Um, <laughs> guys, I, I, I think we pretty much covered this entire game in an hour. That's. I have one more question. Did anybody, uh, anybody else play on PC or just PS4? PS4 for me. Okay. PS4 for me as well. And uh, surprisingly, I don't know if you guys had this experience or not. My game crashed maybe three times. Uh, oh, which is I've seen that a lot. Weird. Yeah. I, I haven't crashed at all. I crashed once because I was about to come on this podcast and be like, what are these people talking about crashes? And as soon as I thought that, I crashed after gaining a whole bunch of minerals and it took me back like 30 minutes. So, I had plenty of crashes on PC, that's for sure. I heard that is a shit storm. I heard that is a oh, giant that... shit tornado of awfulness right <laughs> it now. It doesn't seem as bad as people are saying. Uh, it seems just very specific to drivers and certain cards. Uh, it's actually, after some crashes, it's running fine for me now. But it's interesting. It seems like it's a... It almost seems like it's a PS4 port onto the PC. Ooh. It's very weird. Uh, it does not look, no matter what you do, it, you can't really get it to look much better besides some anti-aliasing. Yeah. Uh, the draw distance is actually, it seems like it's worse on PC. Oh my god, wow. no. And I'm ha- I have a 980 and like, you know, 16 gigs of RAM and like all that stuff. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But, you know, running wise, it's it's not as much of a shit show for me as I've heard from other people. So I guess I'm lucky. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if that was just like a really bad early thing and they patched it immediately. Or if they, like you said, just made a PS4 game. They're like, I don't know. We could throw it on PC and here we go. Because, again, small team. This shit's hard. Like I, th- I think No Man's Sky, the uh, and No Man's Sky and the word patch are like synonymous. Yeah. It's like anytime you hear about No Man's Sky from now, from the, from last week up until like another year, you're just gonna hear about patch and No Man's Sky. Oh, <laughs> new man. patch, new patch. What a, I really, I I was considering doing this podcast before I ever played No Man's Sky, and I expected this to be like this cool story of me landing on a planet and finding this amazing location in this awesome cave in this great building. And in the end, sorry, just a bunch of dick dinosaurs. Yeah, you know what? No Man's Sky colon dick dinosaurs might have been a better game. Um. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for doing this. We'll probably have to do this again when some other game comes out because I want to eventually be positive. We, we, I was pretty positive about like Overwatch and Uncharted and things like that. My dog is currently like what looks like breakdancing on the floor. It's really amazing. I'm sorry. I got super distracted. Uh, <laughs> we'll definitely do this again. Uh, I mean, we're, we're getting into it. Madden's about to come out. And everyone knows once Madden comes out, like shit gets crazy. Like games start coming out. Deus Ex is coming out. Yeah, sports. Soon. Sports, yeah, just yeah. sports guy. And um, <laughs> technically, I've heard there's a rumor that Final Fantasy 15 is has been delayed. Oh, I uh, thought you were gonna say Fight Night. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, excuse me. Decide <laughs> with the sports report. New Fight Night. I'm announcing an exclusive. <laughs> no, there's like, supposed to what? be a new. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 might be delayed, but if not, that's coming out in fucking September. Uh, and I mean, I I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. It's weird. I mean, I just. I just answered like a code a code inquiry thing the other day for it. Really? Uh, yeah. So I mean, it seems like full steam ahead. I guess so. I, but, I mean, I hope so. I would love to. That would be a podcast we had to probably talk about after spending like a hundred hours and. Beating. Yeah, I mean, like just from what I played at E3, I already have a lot to fucking say about that. Oh game. my god! I just get. We need to have this. Okay, that'll happen. I'm already saying it. Jake, I'm already signing you up. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a little Final Fantasy fuckboy, so it's perfect. You too. Wait, have we talked about <laughs> which one your favorite Final Fantasy is? Yeah, we, 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 we had a bonding moment with 8. eight? Oh, That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, I re- now I remember why yeah. I like you. This is great. Um, so, again, <laughs> uh, okay, I need to cut this off because this was about No Man's Sky. All right, so thank you again, guys. Uh, Jake, if people want to find you on the internet, where's the best place to go? youtube.com slash gameranks.tv don't go to gameranks.com go to the youtube channel <laughs> i'm just kidding uh you can also find me uh at jake baldino on twitter and instagram and uh facebook where i'm just running my mouse 24 7 great tommy where should people go with all your different youtube endeavors <laughs> uh, twitter uh, all social media is at tommy toehold uh, my youtube channel is youtube.com slash tommy toehold the podcast is Bushido talk we're on every wednesday and uh, the day after fights, and uh, you can find that on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere that they put podcasts. So great, and uh, you motherfuckers listening, you should probably go to iTunes. It's really great. Right when you're about to ask for something, call your audience motherfuckers. But uh, go to <laughs> iTunes, leave a hot review on there. Say you love us. Um, I did. Say that you hate us. I don't know. Well, you know, what? don't if you really hate this podcast, like just don't, 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 don't review it. You can leave me an angry Twitter comment, but don't, don't ruin my rating. My rating's pretty good right now. Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening recently. These last like three episodes have done like the biggest numbers that this podcast has ever done. The Alex Navarro podcast did like so many downloads where I'm like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. Did you come to the wrong, the right place, the wrong place? What are you doing here? Um, so yeah, let's keep that up. Let's make this the, 
let's make this get uh, 18 quintillion downloads and it'll be better <laughs> than No Man's Sky. So thank you again for listening and hopefully tune back in for the next episode of the 1099.